Welcome to DKM episode 43, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, it is us two flying duos, Daniel and I. Kenny is still feeling a little bit under the weather, as well as he has some other things that he has to deal with. So hopefully all goes well on him on his end. I uh, hope you guys can keep your thoughts out on him and some just warm vibes to him and know that he's missed. And hopefully next week will be the us, us three again. So... Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, but it, it's it's been this whole month apparently that he's been like uber busy. So hopefully everything goes good on his end. But other than that, um, I'm glad to be here recording with my boy Daniel. Uh, my week has been going great. Hopefully your week's been going great, Daniel. It's been good actually. Um, I've been doing some changes in my life recently. Um, I've decided to start doing a little bit of working out here and there, mm-hmm. getting myself out of the house, exercising. Um, getting on the elliptical bike, uh, walking around the block. I've been really headstrong on tracking my fitness and here and there because, man, I am this pandemic and with my personal lifestyle and my work um, has made me gain a lot of weight to the point where, like, I have to upgrade from a large shirt to an XL. Mm-hmm. And, man, that that kind of made me really depressed. Like, I was um, like the, the thing that made me want to, like, start doing this life change was that I was in my um, – my job's bathroom. I was on the uh, employee bathroom washing my face. And as I'm washing my face, I look at myself in the mirror and I could see my gut is barely being covered by the shirt that I'm wearing. Now, at first, I just chalked it up. as like, well, you wash this shirt so many times that maybe you just shrunk a lot. Because, you know, when you put lawn- in clothes in the laundry after a while, they start shrinking after a while. Yeah, it was spent um, so much time in the dryer, too. Yeah. And um, I just I I remember like I was like lifting my arms up and the shirt would just like rile up to my stomach. And I just felt so embarrassed about it. And I looked at myself and I said, "Okay, you can either do this is like your crossroads in life, Danny. You know, this is your moment where you could do either one of two things. One, you could just easy it out and just start buying XL shirts and then keep gaining the weight and let your metabolism stop, you know, being a handicap for you and start gaining the more weight and to the point where you just can't get out of bed. You're feeling like shit. You know, I'm already feeling like shit all the damn time. And, or you could just start making some changes in your life. So I went with the latter option. So I started working out, getting to the elliptical again, and I'm excited to like get back into, into the swing of things. So I've been about at the time of this recording, about like three days into my exercising uh, here and there, but uh, I'm looking forward to go, you know, get back to the gym, lifting some weights again, and uh, really going hard on this sort of thing because I need to do some serious life changes at this moment. That's good. Always, uh, always, there's always room for self improvement, and which is great. Uh, this is not to say, and I have to say this only because people like this do exist in the world, but just because someone wants to work out and someone uh, doesn't like how they see themselves in the mirror doesn't mean that they're fat phobic or anything, but it's just someone wanting to make a healthy change in their lives because obviously when it comes to um, uh, a higher weight uh, in a unhealthy way, I guess, uh, means will lead to uh, unhealthy outcomes. Uh, this is by no means trying to fat shame anyone, although I would recommend listening to your doctor if, uh, if you have the privilege to have a doctor, insurance, uh, whatever they say, just go at it. But mm. it's great seeing you doing this, Daniel. Um, honestly, as long as uh, you receive sun, like just getting that vitamin D in the day, does so much wonders. Just 30 minutes is really what you need to be outside yeah. to get a healthy dose of it. And oh, dude, it's it's also the thing like just me walking around and stuff like 
you know, and you brought up the fact about like you know people the people with weight that they also um, I've been really like adamant. There was like this thing that Joe Rogan says that people who don't exercise they see exercise as like this moment of discomfort where they're like, oh, I just don't want to do it and this and that. But once you get into it, you look forward to exercising because to me, like when I walk around the park, it's like the one moment in my life, where, one moment during the day where like my brain just completely tunes out. I don't have any thoughts in my head. Um, like everything like it's the, it's more one of those things during my day where it's like i could smell the roses i could enjoy the sunlight i could enjoy everything around me and i'm not worried about 15 different things and you know these fucked up questions or thoughts in your brain all day like taking up all this capacity it's that moment where you could finally let your brain just decompress and finally like you know see you know smell the roses you know what i'm saying because we sit around all day and then later we're all bummed out and like oh i'm gaining weight i'm not doing anything this and that and it's like well just fucking take a 30 minute walk and then everything looks so much clearer to you it's like tuning to like a chant like your tv with the tuner and it's just like you finally get the proper channels and you can see everything so much clearer now and that's that's why i i look forward to there hasn't been a moment where i'm like man i don't feel like working out i'm looking for i'm Every day when I wake up, I'm like, man, I can't wait to, like, take a walk or get on the bike or lift some weights and things like that. Because I know that for that brief moment, everything, nothing else matters but myself and getting better. That's true. I think I will say that uh, when it comes to just sitting down constantly, I think when it comes to most people's lives, uh, sitting down has become more of a norm, which has its own health issues. If you're constantly sitting down and you start getting more weight, you're putting a lot more mm -hmm. strain on your hips. And that's why you see a lot of people getting hip replacement surgery when they're older, because obviously the, uh, the metabolism slow down, you know, and as well as they're gaining weight, they're not eating as, uh, as much and they're sitting at their office job or they're just sitting around doing nothing at home, uh, sitting while mm -hmm. driving. So a lot of, a lot of, Mm, stress on the hips uh again i'm not a doctor but this is just from the experiences i've seen with people who who've had hip replacement also, surgery people just have general the people just also have just really bad posture that's true like we just get so true. comfortable with our chairs that like we sit in them we're in we're in buildings all day with fluorescent lighting and you know we're sitting in these awkward ass chairs man like i fuck it i i don't know I feel like that chairs need to have like some sort of like broad demo like what's the word I want to use like a fucking um kind of like an ESRB thing but they broad them in like the way how comfortable they are because some of these chairs I've sat on in my life man are practically torture to me. I remember this one time I had to get a battery change for my uh, my car, right? right? So I just get out of work. I'm fucking tired. I, you know, I work the overnight shift. All I want to do is want to go to bed. But you know, I, I have a, you know I have a lease for my car, and my dealership was like, "Hey, if you take the car into us, we could get you your your battery replaced for free." So I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'll just do that right after work." So I get out of work. I get to the dealership, and I'm like, "Hey, man, like, how long is this gonna take to get my battery replaced?" Like, "Oh, man, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're gonna be here for a couple of hours." Damn. I'm like, "Hours to get a battery change?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, sorry, we're really backed up. We got, you know, we're we're here, you know, for a real, we got a lot of shit in the back we got to do." And I'm just like, "All right, fuck it. Well, I'm already here. Might as well do it." I'm sitting, so I, I go to the the to the little waiting area, and the chair that they have is one of those chairs where it's like it's a chair attached to a table, and then it. And it's a like an L-shaped setup where there's a chair, a table, and then it turns, and then there's another chair right mm -hmm. there. And Jesus Christ, this chair had no fucking cushioning. It felt like the best way to describe it is like imagine the bottom of your palm, um, you know, right, but where your wrist gets connected to, and it just feels like that's what's hitting on my tailbone the entire day. Like it was the most uncomfortable chair I've ever sat in in my entire life, and I was in that chair. Jesus, I, I got there at like 7.15. I didn't get out of there until like 11.30 in the morning. Like, it was awful. They don't take appointments? 
Huh? No, dude. It's just I called him. I was like, hey, can I like like just get my battery changed? Like, well, you got to come and do it, and then later we'll squeeze you in. Damn. But you know, I was like, fuck it. I, and I needed a battery changer. It was not like, at that point. I was like, if I kept driving, and my car would probably get star, uh, like stopped. And plus, it's a free battery change, so why the fuck not? You know. Just a fun fact for anyone who, um, regardless of where you live, uh, a good a good I want to say, uh, time period that you should when it comes to battery life it's it's two years so if mm-hmm. there's usually a sticker on top of your car i mean on top of your car battery that says uh the month and the year that the battery was basically installed in and you can use that to your advantage uh you should use it to your advantage mainly because um you want to change it every two years i guess this just comes from me working with cars and just knowing about cars in general that you you need mm-hmm. To constantly change something like that but honestly like even when it comes to costco and their tires because i i own um costco tires i make an appointment ahead of time because god forbid i'm going to go up to a random costco after work or some other time uh without an appointment just to get my tires changed because those things get packed and they get packed yeah. fast so i'm just it's it's not something i look forward to if i can't make an appointment because i just say hey i i come from- uh-huh I come from the camp that's like, if I have to go to a mechanic early in the morning, I'm going to park my car at the mechanic shop right before they open. Mm. And then just wait. As soon as they open, immediately tell them to, to, do, to fix my car up. That, yeah, because true. I, you know, that, that's just how I do it. That's how I've always been. Like, if I need to go to a mechanic and it's not early in the morning when they just open, I'm just going to wait until after, after they, uh, I'm going to wait before they open and then just sit in the parking lot and wait for them. Funny story, too. I um, had a – I think – I forgot what it was. I think it was just had to get an oil change for my car. And I was, like, really early. I parked my car, like, the at the back of the building. And there's, like, a parking space, like, right behind the – not behind the, the, the mechanic, but behind the parking lot. So, like, there's the mechanic, the parking lot they own, and then they did, there's a parking lot behind them, right? Right. And so I parked my car. I'm facing the, the back of the building. And I'm sitting there, and I fall asleep in the car. <laughs> oh. I woke up two hours after the store opened. And I just, like, I'm drooling from my face. I'm sweating my balls off. And I'm like, what the, what, what the fuck? After work, right? Oh, shit. After work, yeah. I was exhausted. Like, I got off of work. I pulled up to the, to the, to the parking lot. I waited there. I fell asleep. And then I woke up two hours after they opened. Oh, dang. Rip. Yeah, it yeah, I was I was so exhausted, but uh, yeah. So going back to my point, yeah, that chair experience I had getting my car battery replaced was fucking awful. It was so bad. That's also true with posture, honestly. Uh, when it comes to just mm-hmm. overall health, people tend to negate, neg, yeah, neg on the whole how important posture is, and it's it's really it's sort of cringeworthy sometimes because like just having your shoulders roll back. And just having that proper posture, just anywhere, does wonders to you. And it even makes it look like, gives you this air of confidence as well. So if you're a guy, you should definitely have posture. You should posture check yourself. Uh, maybe get a, if, you, if you're one of those um, uh, tech, tech gadget geeks, I guess, that loves having those uh, smartwatches, you can actually install, I think either it's an app or some sort of it, some thing similar to it. Where you can install a posture thing on it and it will tell you like hey you gotta check your posture and it's it's super cool and you can set alarms too for like hydration because honestly like a lot of people should drink a lot more water it's so much healthier um even vegetables that carry a bunch of water like a cucumber it's super healthy man but all in all honestly 
uh, when it comes to sitting down, I guess I've never had that issue because of because I'm so thick that uh, that I was gifted with uh, nice thighs and a nice booty that get being uncomfortable in a seat doesn't really happen all that often. But uh, I will say, though, with regards to your story, I've never liked the idea of leasing a car because I changing oil is literally one of the easiest things to do. Changing battery is even more so. And. I need to go to a place that, because my contract says I need to do it, which I it makes sense, obviously, that I have to do it, but I can do it in less time. No, I mean, the, the reason why I did it with them was because it was free. Like, they're like, because it's a lease, you're entitled yeah. to free battery Yeah, changes. I get it. So I was like, like it, to be honest, though, like, I, I get where you're coming from. Like, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that takes the easy route on most things in life. Like, I would pay money to make it easier. Like, I was thinking back... Uh, after everything was said and done, I was like, man, fuck that noise. I know that the battery change was free and it saved me like, what, like 80 bucks or something. But, man, all that fucking stress and headache I had to deal with was not worth it. Yeah. But after everything was said and done, I was like, well, at least it was a free battery change, you know. Well, then again, you, um, have, to, I could, you have to measure or at least uh, price your own time as well. Because that's that's something that people don't take into consideration. Like, sure. You oh, yeah. Free, time is money. Right. Yeah. Uh, your most valuable asset is time. So. And, <laughs> And the funny thing was that, like, the other part of the story was that um, this was also when I was going to buy tickets for the Tyler, the Creator concert. I was I'm going to go to in March. Uh, so what happened was that. All right. So the tickets were going to go on sale on the day I was going to get the battery change. Right. right. So my thought process was like, OK, I get out of work at 7 a.m. I could get to these guys at 715. They probably would let me out by like 9 a.m. at the latest. And then later I could go home and buy my tickets uh, for the for the concert mm -hmm. at. Um, when I get home, I'll be at home. I'll get good internet. I'll be right here, refreshing the page. Everything will be set. So I, <laughs> I'm just sitting at this place and I'm watching like YouTube videos. And mind you, I'm falling asleep. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm sitting in this uncomfortable ass fucking chair. I'm like trying not to doze off in the fucking room um, that I'm waiting in. And it's just not a fun time to be there. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm sitting there, I realized the clock was ticking. And I'm like, okay, it's 7 then eight, then nine, and then it hit 10. And I'm like, oh my God, the tickets are going to go on sale 30 minutes from now. Jesus Christ, what do I do? So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Calm down, Danny. You already downloaded the Ticketmaster app. You already have the, your login information set. You are golden. Cool. Perfect. So I get to the website. I'm sitting there in the, in the queue, right? And I'm sitting there and the queue is done. And then I was there, I think by the time, like, the lines officially started, I was in spot 12, right, in this massive queue line, oh, right? Wow. And I'm sitting, yeah, I got really lucky. And then I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm on, I'm I'm selected to start picking my tickets. Fucking sweet. I get the best seats for 55 bucks each because it was me, my cousin, and his girlfriend. We're all going together. And, I, and I'm like, all right, I set the tickets. I buy, I, I, I'm setting everything to purchase, double check. And my drum running on fucking fumes. You know when, like, you get so exhausted, but then you get that extra second win yeah. where you're just, like, so agitated, but you're, like, running, like, a mile a minute with, like, you know, you know that meme saying is that, like, I slept for two hours, I drank a Red Bull, and I am, and I, and I got, like, three thoughts going in my brain at the same time, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, <laughs> so I'm buying the tickets. I got everything set up, right? And I'm about to check out. And you know when like, when you buy something online, there's like this little cute little check mark that says like check mark here that you have read the terms and service. And I'm like, okay, right. cool. I swear to God, I'm pressing the fucking check box to say accept terms and service. But some fucking jackass who designed the app, decided to put this cute little blue exclamation mark that says, 
Click here to read the terms and service. Oh, boy. I accidentally pressed that. An entirely different window opens up saying, oh, um, here's the term and service. Okay, cool. I close it. The app restarts, puts me back in the queue oh, line again. No. I'm fucking livid. I'm like, oh, my God. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So then later, I get back in line. Okay, same seats, same ticket price. All right, cool. I put the seats. And this time, I am making sure that I absolutely do not press a fucking thing other than that goddamn checkbox. Mm-hmm. I'm about to press it my mom is calling me on the phone ordering where the fuck i am because i haven't been home yet and i'm like declining the call declining the call declining the call like don't fucking call me i'm I'm life or death situation (laughs) now and then later the app freezes up at the checkout and i can't fucking buy my tickets so i'm shitting myself thinking like what the fuck do i do what the fuck do i do so i close the app and say fuck the app i'm just gonna go on the web browser and buy the tickets there I finally buy the tickets after everything was said and done. I didn't get the seats exactly I wanted, but it was pretty close to what I wanted. But it was still at the great price that I got. And, dude, all I could tell you is that everything was a tunnel vision. At that moment of me, like, trying to buy those tickets, nothing mattered. I didn't know where the fuck I was. I didn't know what day it was. I didn't know what time it was. Everything, like, was, like, noise to me. It was, like, static into everything. And then after everything was said and done, I'm sitting there on my phone, staring at the order confirmation number. And I'm reading it over and over again, and then I hear this little voice coming by. Hey, sir. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. What's up, man? He's like, yeah, your your fucking car's done. You could you could you could go. I'm like, what am I here for? He's like, you got the battery change. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I, I just I, I I'm sorry. I got a lot of shit going on right now. <laughs> but yeah, after everything was said and done, after everything was said and done, I finally got my tickets to go see Tyler the Creator in March, and I am still super fucking hype this is going to be my first concert ever in my entire life That's nice honestly i've never been in a situation where being in a queue like that has like made me go like insane just because i really wanted to do something but dude that that's some dumb stuff dude that you pressed the check like to, to check off that you read it because obviously there's mm-hmm. it's just generic terms of service jargon so yeah. like, it shouldn't be that much but and it should be at the end of the sentence why the fuck was that at the beginning i don't fucking get that must be the website honestly no it was the app it wasn't like that even on the website that's the crazy thing yeah, it must be the mobile version of it then i guess i don't know but dude i was livid i was so fucking livid all i know is, is that i've personally i've never been to a concert i guess i i i definitely understand the the appeal of it the the reasoning behind it and whatnot i just like why anyone would go to a concert i just for myself i'm just like concerts are really like call out this this whole like ooh, like i have to go like i know they're great don't get me wrong it's just not something mm-hmm. i could see myself doing often like i like i mean i'm a socially awkward dude i'm i'm a sh- i'm a hermit but at the same time i love music and i'm like man every like the only concert I ever wanted to go to that I missed was back in high school. I wanted to see Paul McCartney once. I didn't go, but I regretted it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, man, I need to go see a concert at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm trying to bust out my bubble. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Because I get it. Like I've seen, I understand. If you're socially awkward and you don't like crowds and things like that, hey man, I I totally totally understand it. But for this for this guy, I'm willing. I'm willing to go. Yeah, I've listened to. Title of the Creator from since well, at least uh, from somewhat of the beginning. I didn't listen to him per se. I listened to Earl Sweatshirt, and he was him and Earl were an Odd Future, huh? You talking about Odd Future? Not uh, yeah, Odd Future, their little group they had. I think it was called Wolfgang. 
Well, Wolfgang, if my memory was right, Wolfgang was like kind of like a division of Tyler's thing when that was uh, when he was doing the Wolf album. Oh, okay. But all in... Because there's Wolf Wang and Golf Wang, essentially. So the... Yeah, so I mainly listened to Earl, and the reason I saw... I listened to Earl is because of his music videos, and then obviously Tyler was in there, and that's how I got into Tyler. But, like, he's always been one of those guys that, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, like if someone would have gotten me a ticket, I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. But I've never been the type of dude who, like, just actively goes out just to get a ticket. But, yeah, even all the more reason why I kind of have this love-hate, like, pros and cons things on leasing a car, because honestly, like... I uh, obviously changing your battery. It was free. I get that. It's just I know how to do it. I know who to talk to, and yeah. because of the industry my family's in, I can get it for way cheaper. Um, basically, I can get it at um, oh, what's that term called? Um, merchant price. Because a merchant, ha- the merchant will buy it from the manufacturer. Obviously, they had a profit. You mean like MSRP? Uh, no, no. So MSRP is exactly what everyone gets it. But then there's so so you know how stores sell. They got to sell it more for a profit. Right. So you know how you can get the same product online that you can get at a store for the same price? Right. Mm-hmm. So it, let's just say it cost, um, let's just say it cost me, Daniel, right? To make, to make one unit of whatever I'm selling, it'll cost me $1 to make, but I sell it for $10, right? So regardless, I'm making a profit. I'm making a 1000, uh, 1000% profit on that. So you say, Hey, I am a shirt merchant. I would like to buy this this product and also sell it in my thing in my own place. And we we I just say yeah sure cool, we'll give it to you at merchant price. And uh, just we just set up a little thing. You give me your tax IDs and saying that you don't pay taxes because you're in this state. You and I are in the same state. Um, yada yada yada. And then cool. Now I sell you the shirt for let's just say four dollars, right? You make six dollars profit. I make four dollars profit. I, at the end of the day, still make profit, but I get my my brand out there anyways. So that's what companies tend to do. They would they would uh, they would do like a merchant price because uh, people who buy it and they sell their own part store, they just they just do it. Because why would anyone come to my store, which is about 40 miles away from your store, Daniel, because none of those clientele are going to come to my store to buy that. But they're next to you, so you have a delivery guy come to my store, pick up uh, 10 cases of my shirts, and bring them to you. And guess what? You sell them because people don't want to drive that 40 miles to come to me. But I'm still making money that would have never made otherwise because there it is. So, yeah, that's why I just, I, I guess I'm privileged in that sense because I can make, I, I can spend less money on changing batteries and whatnot. But all I know is, is that, Oh, dude, I would have been f- so frustrated. Honestly, I don't think I would have gone to the concert if that happened to be consecutively, like, nonstop, because I would just be like, you know, it it's a sign. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's it, it's definitely a yeah, sign. I, I I was determined. I was fucking determined. I love I, I, I like I love Tyler's music. I loved his new latest album. So and great, I was dude. like, man, I would I would pay top dollar to hear. Uh, I thought you wanted to dance live. Like, I didn't give a fuck. I had to see this concert. And, uh, yeah, after everything was said and done, I am very glad I, I succeeded. And I'll let you know how my concert experience goes months from now. <laughs> um, uh, I, I like saying this just to just to make sure. But I like saying just listen to your doctor on certain, like, I'm not going to tell you to do something because I'm not a medical professional at all. But are you vaccinated? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, that really... 
I've been vaccinated pretty early on compared to most people. That that really that really helps out, obviously. Um, Have you been vaccinated? No, and it is for the most stupidest reasons. And I'm one of those statistics that that really needs to like get their button up and moving. And it's basically like this: there is a group of people, and it's not because they're anti-vax. There's like a significant chunk of people that didn't get the vaccine, not because they don't want to get it. It's because once they're once they get out of work, they just want to go home. Once they're in the once it's the weekend, they just want to do the things they got to do and not think about anything else. And I'm I'm in that camp, and I'm sort of like disappointed in myself for being in that camp. But I'm just like so you're just lazy. It's, I, yeah, I guess so. I think different. I think in Europe, and I think. You're not prevented from getting it. You just haven't gone to get it. Right. Uh, I've already had okay. COVID uh, and recovered from it. So there are things in, like, I think the, the vaccine itself, and you might correct correct me, anyone in the, in the comments, that if I'm wrong on this, but the vaccine itself uh, protects you against the spike protein, uh, specifically the one that really causes the most issue with, with um, uh, when it comes to you getting covid and this also helps out with the delta variant so someone like me who recovered from covid i think there's like 29 or 32 different like protein strands that that covid generally has that if you had covid already and you recovered from it you've already built that those antibodies to go with it like just uh, to go with it but if you get the vaccine you're even more so protected uh and yeah. just because you have the vaccine doesn't mean you will entirely not get uh, COVID, but you will get better protections than if you didn't have it. So I'm on. So, but you how? Okay. So, and let me ask you this yeah. though. I got lucky. My family is in the medical field. So when the vaccines were just coming out, I got the Johnson and Johnson one right. and it was at my mom's discretion. She was like, she just told me one day, Hey, wake up early, go to my job. And then later when you get to my, my clinic, we'll give you the vaccine as early as possible. I was like the first group of people I knew to get a vaccine in most of the circle of people I knew like at work and my friends and stuff, none of them were able to get the vaccine. Cause this was when they were just yeah, starting out. out. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, so I got lucky. I, I was just, I showed up, got the vaccine, you know, I heard a little bit. I did get a side effect where I got a really nasty fever for two That's days, normal. but it wasn't That's normal. It's but it wasn't. That's the thing, though. It wasn't technically classified as a fever, but it felt like all the symptoms. Um, so I was on my ass for two days straight. Like I was sweating, I was feeling. Let me let me try to remember. I had a sore throat. I had a fever. I was constantly in heat. Like I had to sleep all, like almost the entire two days, just naked, with a fan blowing on my chest at all times, because I I was just. Like I, I remembered it too because I got the I woke up I didn't sleep that well that day too that probably didn't that probably was not helping my situation <laughs> I woke up barely got any sleep drove over there got the vaccine got home took a shower and then went back to bed and when I woke up dude I was just like <gasps> like sweating and fucking like like wonder like I was just like where the fuck am I where's what's going on I was on my ass for for that time. So how difficult is it for like just normal people to get a vaccine? Because I I never like done the appointments or things like that. Would you believe me if I told is you it, it's not hard at all? I figured right, it's not uh, that difficult. In some spots, perhaps because there's some uh, there's some places that have a um oh what do you call it? It's both a it, there's there's like just one big line because it's both a testing facility and a um and the vaccine. Uh, just distribution center at the same time. There's some colleges that have that, hence why like their lines can be really really long. And uh, there's one by where 
uh, by my father's business that is just like that. It's just long, long lines because it's normal because it's both testing site as well as a site that you can get the, the shot at. Uh, it's at a college, okay. but um, yeah, it's it's honestly like it's much easier now. Obviously, especially now since um the FDA is approving uh uh. What was it? I think it was like twelve, as low as twelve years old, in order to um, get the vaccine, saying that there's no negative uh, um, backlashes on it, any negative side effects. I think just now the, the there's testing being done for five to eleven year olds um, to get the shot, because obviously now schools in session since we're now in the fall and kids are now in school, uh, specifically here in Florida. The whole controversy about like what's going on with Florida and what counties are doing what now. But either way, like kids are going to school regardless um so there's uh, there, there's yeah, there's further yeah. testing being done to within that age group for five to 11 year olds um i won't I, so if you uh -huh. were to, if you wanted to get your vaccine right now how would you do it honestly i can go anywhere that says you can get free you can get a vaccine, vaccine. Yeah, honestly okay. it's not, okay I, I don't know i can't speak for any other places out there but i just know in my neck of the woods it's it's not the hardest thing in the world it's like hey free vaccines okay. i'm like yeah cool cool no appointment needed just go do your thing just show mm -hmm. up okay so that's good at least at least they, they they made the uh vaccination process as smooth and easy as possible because honestly though the faster we get through this shit the better yeah especially through donald trump's uh i think i forgot what program he had when it came to the vaccine as a whole when it came to hey like let's get this vaccine out as, as quick as possible and and i think it was operation warp speed or whatever it was called um i could be wrong but warp speed uh, yeah I, I, it has to do with speed but all i know is is that um uh through his efforts and his his administration that that the uh, that the vaccine was able to um uh able to come out faster and then through the Biden administration uh, they've been focusing more as well as on dis distribution which is interesting uh more than two billion people have been vaccinated throughout the whole world so uh, things like this is is very interesting when it comes to vaccination but yeah I, I'm, I'm one of those folks that like yeah i'm just i'm just lazy dude i just, just after work off your ass yeah go. after work like if, if it weren't for the traffic it would be like a 30 minute commute for me but because of the traffic it's just like an hour sometimes it's just ugh. So I don't want to, I just kind of just want to like go home and I don't even think about anything else, but I guess it's also the, the, the whole in that, that, that mindset I had that, Hey, I already got COVID once. I probably have, I definitely have the antibodies on it. Um, and it's, it's sort of like me being whimsical about it, but obviously it's not a healthy mindset to have, but either way, if you're going to go to this concert, yeah. it's always, it's always like a health issue, obviously for those who are unvaccinated. That's why I ask if you're vaccinated, but if you're going to go to this concert, yeah. honestly, like, uh, and this is going to be your first concert. Are you planning, still planning to go with your, um, your cousin and his significant other? Yeah, because we bought, I bought the tickets for me, him and his girlfriend. Mm, okay. Like that's, that's cool. Yeah. I, and I finally got him to listen to the album too, which made me so happy. Cause like, I've been telling him like, Hey man, like, like honestly though, when I was going to go to this concert, I was like, either like, either I'm going to go by myself. Because I didn't know anybody, honestly, though, in my group of friends, at least personally, uh, that were, like, really big Tyler fans. So, you know, it's one thing to be like, hey, you like Tyler Creator? Cool. Do you want to ship me 60 bucks to buy tickets to go see his concert? Mm -hmm. eh, that could be a different thing. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of surprised when I told my cousin. Because now he's back in Miami, so we're hanging out a lot more again. And I was, like, telling him, like, hey, man, like, I really want to go to this concert. I'm really excited. He's like, oh, I'll come along with him. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Let's go. So at least I don't have to go to my first concert all by myself and it makes me really happy that him and his girlfriend finally listened to the album recently mm -hmm. and his girlfriend really liked it like she i've been telling him like give this album a listen to give this up let's do it so good and um 
And uh, and I remember too, my cousin. I told my cousin, like, "What do you think about Tyler?" He's like, "Well, I only heard Yonkers." And I feel like that if your whole exposure of a musician is only through one song, especially a song in their repertoire is so out there, different, and you judge that one song as if that's their entire discography, you're missing the the entire fucking point, right? You know. So like, I don't blame him if it's like if you, like don't get me wrong, I like Yonkers, but is it nowhere? Ne- it's nowhere near my favorite Tyler song out there. But then when you take into consideration that the song is basically kind of like Tyler taking a jab at New York rappers and the way how they like write lyrics and shit. Yeah. Um, like I can understand like oh yeah because I think I heard Yonkers like first and then I the thing that made me a fan of Tyler's music was Flower Boy. Like I mm-hmm. always tell the story where I was driving home from work, I wanted to put on some music, but I didn't want to listen to my usual playlist. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna listen to Flower Boy. I heard really good things about it and I fell in love with that album and then I became a fan of uh Tyler's music. And then when Igor came out and that's when I firmly became a fan of his um and now with his new album, Call Me If You Get Lost, is definitely not my personal favorite. It's still, I would say, ranks number two versus Igor. Like, Igor as a complete package is my favorite uh, album. So I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to this concert. And we'll have to wait and see uh, how that goes. I will say, though, that when it comes to... Uh, obviously, it, it all de- it's all subjective when it comes to certain... Um, what you want from certain events and what you want from certain environments because if you like the idea of a convention because you get to see local artists you get to see certain uh creators you get to play with people who who play video games and voice actors. yeah voice actors and whatnot like a vo- like a convention i honestly believe a convention is for most people for most people concerts are typically mm. the same thing too but much like with concerts, like what you're talking about since this being your first concert, I honestly wouldn't really go to big public events like that unless I'm going with other people. Because by myself, it's just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, my thing was that I told my cousins, like, man, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm willing to pay top dollar to go watch, go to the fucking floor uh, of the stadium. Because, you know, like the way how the stadium is laid out is that the concert is kind of like the main stage is at the far end of the stadium. And there's the floor section where you're standing. You're like, that's where the mosh pit is. That's where like the two hundred dollar tickets are, right? And then later you have the bleachers where it's like they could range from like you know twenty bucks to seventy dollars. You know what I'm saying? So I told him like either you come with me and we all split fifty fifty, or we uh or I pay two hundred dollars by myself and go enjoy uh myself at the floor. But then again, I'm not a big fan of mosh pits, so maybe it might have been better that I stick to the bleachers. Right. I mean, also mosh pits also for those who like who who are not only used to it but also like those who can like take it as well i mean i'm a i'm a fucking walking vagina i can't even headbang without getting like a fucking concussion so oh. i'm not even gonna like bother with that Dang. mess like when i was a kid i, I in middle school i got that and then i just kept bouncing my head back and forth until the pain went away and i got used to it i can't i can't do it i can't do it like i could stop i could jump around and shit but headbanging like the metal headbanging shit no nah, that that gives me such a headache and it always happens and as soon as i stop it stops hurting but that's why i can't I will do say it. it but maybe i just have it i have a big head with like a tiny little peanut ass brain rot- rattling around i will there. say though that when it comes to like uh right well, right when i was gonna say with conscience and whatnot that um if you're if you're those under the camp of like oh but it doesn't sound as good as studio right yeah of course not it's 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 oh, a life performance yeah, yeah objectively it's gonna sound better because you have a group of people editing the heck out of the out, out of mastering it everything. basically yeah, yeah putting yeah, filters yeah. on it and everything it, it is what it is it's that's what you get but like there's like I listen to all types of music like honestly do I put an effort to listen to every single type of genre of music no but I will say, though, that, like, uh, when it comes to, like, metal, 
as a whole in concert like as a concert some bands will play the 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 music faster and it's just a whole different energy it's a whole lot of huge different energy because it's just like it, it's it's a lot more power empower just powerful and it's people with there who are matching your energy as well mosh pitting and whatnot it just makes the whole experience just like that more like crazy and also a little a little i guess a little rant for those who say oh i don't listen to metal because of the lyrics saying it's all about like death and whatnot like yeah some metal has that but like people who usually make this comment listen to hip-hop and these hip-hop uh rap artists talk about uh killing ops uh doing this this and that that is basically what they are complaining about when it comes to metal and just say bro just you you, you don't like metal. i mean like if it except can make a song about being gay i mean like i don't know like i think that's pretty progressive right there honestly i'd probably get a probably go to concerts a little Nas X concert because I'm gay 100% yeah me too <laughs> I, I haven't heard his album yet I need to watch and he's to a it, though. very I, 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 I'm very glad he's poking buttons on people that like are treating him differently because of him being a openly gay black creator and very big be- my favorite thing is when people say oh he's using the gay agenda to further his career I'm cool. like really if, if really he is, cool. you mean the same thing no, and the people saying like, "Oh, you're just using the gay thing to like make it to just push your career." And I'm like, maybe don't you think that he gets like the complete total polar opposite of maybe because he is a gay rapper, maybe a lot of people don't want to work with him. Um, perhaps, but if it's just yeah. tackling that con, like that question itself and that that complaint, I'd say cool, more power to him. Let him get popular just because of his sexuality. I don't care if he makes bad music, right. he makes good music. I don't care, but if he makes great music. And people think that he's only got because of his sexuality. Cool. Let people think that. I don't care. Good for yeah, him. Good for him. Yeah. Let them take the L. Move yeah, on. Yeah, it's just like whatever. But like, eh, yeah, it's it, it is what it is. But I will say though that um, uh, yeah, going live is definitely its own its own amazing experience. Mainly the experience of just well, then again, down here in South Florida, it is out. So some people have some of the reservations of going out to a concert and scorching heats, especially during the summer. It's just it. You got to see what you're comfortable with, see what you can, can, cannot do. But I will say with like mostly anywhere, concerts are usually riddled with drugs. So like it's it's a prize that people are able to go through um, certain uh, what do you call it? Certain security checkpoints with drugs. And it's just like it's it's, it's shocking. Well, I mean that, or you could just butt chug before you uh, you get through this to the festival. Mm-hmm, that's true. My personal favorite is when someone dug a hole at the ground of where the fair was going to oh. be, and he put like a tracking device on it. So then, when the concert, you just see him like digging a hole. You're like, yeah, <laughs> I was saving for this moment. Um, but yeah, holy shit, we we were we've been going on in for that tangent for a little bit. Um, do you have anything else to say before we get into the big news that happened? Oh yeah, before we uh, get into that, just just small little things. Um, so I'm I'm a I'm a guy who's very very interested in in law. Uh, although I never wanted to get into into the lawyer field into the court areas because at, yeah, my lawyer experience is up to essentially all the Phoenix Wright oh games. Oh boy, essentially that's my entire that's my. All my legal training. My main reason why I didn't want to become a doctor or lawyer is that to deal with people and their nonsense. And I'm like, nah, no, thank you. <laughs> Make big bank, but deal with people and getting stressed about it. No, thank you. It's like retail, uh, but with more steps. Uh, and then, no, thank you. I could be, I could be the engineer and build my robot waifu 
and then later I'll have the perfect relationship. Right. So w- obviously, when it comes to laws and whatnot, people don't know all the laws, but there's a lot of laws that don't exist, but court proceedings that do exist, and I like being up to date on that. But currently, last week I sort of touched about it that it's coming to its like ending phase, but like now we're getting even more update that it's getting worse for Epic, uh, because Apple banned Fortnite uh, at what like to be on the iOS platform and it's their legal right to do so so says this um uh, the judge that basically uh was in charge of the whole um case and it looks like it might not ever return until the court or the whole lawsuit is finished which could take up to five years so the only reason i'm bringing this up is because this could set a precedent with mobile gaming and the platforms in which they're in so like the app store the play store for pc uh, so some games, if you're um, if, if you're an app uh, app developing enthusiast and want to develop your own app, well, this court case will be something of interest uh, because it will set precedent between app stores and or application stores where where things are set in place and your own personal apps. So I'm I'm interested in it. I just like these things, so like I know like what to expect, and it's just lawsuits in general. It's I, I guess I'm weird like that. So TLDR, Apple sued the shit out of well, Epic yeah, sued Epic, Apple yeah. because they they basically figured out a way how to circumvent the Apple Play Store or App App Store, or whatever, to uh, not buy V Bucks from them because they found it cheaper to just pay directly to Epic Games. Because if you ever play mobile games, unfortunately, like me, I've put, I've spent money on these games. Um, you're paying through the Play Store, and then through the Play Store, they get their cut, and then you get your little fucking gotcha currency that you could spend in your in those. Uh, in those mobile right. games. So Epic they figured out a way how to circumvent it. So they didn't have a middleman. Apple didn't like that. Epic said that that's totalitarianism. And then they made that fucking ironically, you know, that commercial. Do you, do you remember the Apple 84 oh, yeah, commercial? commercial where, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they swing the, the, yeah, they recreated it in Fortnite. I was like, Oh, the irony. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so yeah. So eventually, so did they come to a conclusion yet? Or is that still, well, in... no one really won. Because they both sides lost because they said, hey, yeah, Epic had yeah. a right. I, I could be wrong. Please double check on everything I'm saying, obviously. But they, the Epic had a right to like take their money and then give their percent the cut to Apple, not having Apple as a middleman. But Apple had the right to say we can have whatever content we have on our own platform. And since Epic is is the content they don't want on their platform, um, they had the right to just move them out just to take them out and epic wanted to sue over this as well i think that was one of the main reasons they were suing so yeah so um they okay. both really lost i guess but i think it looks like epic lost just a little bit more honestly it it, it at the end of the day it's just a whole bunch of malarkey <laughs> Yeah, it's it's corporations like being like fuck you, fuck you and then it's like well we're still going to make millions of dollars like who cares you Yeah, know? I've never been a big fan of apple stuff but that's just Neither yeah, that's just on me. But yeah, that's about um, it. That's the okay, thing yeah. Well, let's let's get to the uh, big thing. Unless you really have something to say, because we're we're about to hit the forty-five. Yeah, let's get mark, into actually. the meat and potatoes. Right. So, uh, at the time of this recording, um, it is the September twenty-fourth. Uh, yesterday, Nintendo has dropped the September Nintendo Direct, and it's so crazy to think about how like long these directs happen between each other. So, we're just gonna cut through the bullshit. I'm gonna give my quick thoughts and everything that was announced. Um, first thing that they talked about was Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. It is a expansion DLC that it's coming for Monster Hunter Rise. 
Uh, my thing with Monster Hunter, I played the shit out of Freedom on the PSP, dropped uh, Monster Hunter World when it came out on PC, haven't picked up Rise yet, looks kind of neat, but I heard that Rise is also coming to PC, mm-hmm. so maybe I'll get it another try, maybe if I could get some friends to play it, but, uh, you know, uh, we'll have to wait and see for that. Uh, Mario Party Superstar, um, Superstars is coming out on October 29th, and it looks really mm-hmm. good. The best way I could describe Superstar is that not only is it a nostalgic, nostalgic cash grab to the uh, Mario 64 uh, Mario Party games, yeah. um, but I also like the fact that they also support online play, and it makes you wonder, like, man, this is a way better Mario Party for the same platform, so makes it makes me feel bad for anybody who bought new super mario party because that game felt really lackluster it wasn't bad to be fair though it wasn't a bad game but it did feel like that it needed a little bit more time into the cooking especially those boards man those boards are way too fucking small in my opinion but try to make the game faster whatever i mean anything's better than the fucking bowser car like that shit was like okay you guys are trying way too hard to do something different but this looks like it has none of the appeal of mario party whatsoever this literally sounds like the participation trophy problem that we have in this country so fuck that uh let's see voice of cards it looks like a very traditional you know rpg card game for the switch it's also coming to pc uh skip that uh high warriors age of calamity expansion pass content so yeah we're still looking forward to age of calamity wave 2 expansion content um haven't played it yet i need to still play high warriors that game is looks pretty fun uh the first game that got me legitimately excited was chocobo gp <laughs> basically it's a mario kart game but based in the Final Fantasy universe, and you get to play as a Chocobo and White Mage and V from Final Fantasy IX, uh, I think that looks really fucking That's cute. Awesome, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, no Smash Brothers character reveal um, for this presentation, but we don't have to wait that long because on October 5th, our boy Sakurai is finally going to reveal our last character. And all I could say is I really hope that the last character they announce is Scrimble Bimbo from the classic 3D platformer from the early 2000s that we all grew up to play you know that that i think that would be great if there's another fire emblem character i will f- lose my fucking shit <laughs> but we'll just leave we'll just move on from there uh new kirby game got announced you know what i never thought i'll say this but a fucking kirby game in a post-apocalyptic land i'm totally down for that shit because kirby is perfect material for this shit because kirby's terrifying he is a terrifying creature, but god damn it, this game looks really fucking right. good. Like this For it, those who have never played a Kirby game, um, Kirby's one of those games where... For the two of you who haven't. Right, so those who don't understand... Like, there's some games that obviously keep it like a little bit more mellow than than most, but all I'm saying is, is that they're, Kirby's very wholesome, very nice, but then like it turns out that Kirby's actually fighting actual dark gods, and things get like, oh, yeah. really, like wow, he's f- actually fighting... Oh, you're fighting the guy who stole your cake? Teehee, he's such a bad... And then he becomes like a fucking Bloodborne boss with all these like Lovecraftian designs, and like, Kirby's like, boil! He, 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 he consumes the void, wants to destroy the whole galaxy, and Kirby's only mad because, hey man, you took my pudding. Took my fucking cake. Yeah, so that's why like I really love Kirby games because it's just someone took my cake and I'm going to destroy everything. Oh what? He's gonna destroy the universe? He's as strong as the actual Big Bang. Okay, and I don't care. Oh wait, what? Bet. He took my cake? Watch this. And it just molly whops him. What? That's why I always love the Kirby games. It's always so fun. Yeah. Uh so yeah, Kirby and the Forgotten Land looks hella fucking dope. Uh 
really looking forward to that. They announced more uh, Mario Golf Super Rush content. Mm-hmm. I still haven't played it yet, um, but it looks fun. I just, I don't know. I, I've my thing is with like these Mario sports games lately, especially on the Switch. Like they keep coming out, and they always say like, "Oh, additional content coming mm-hmm. in later," and I'm like. Man, like, that just makes me want to wait for the game to come out later. But then again, this is a Nintendo game. These games do not drop in price no, at no. all. So if you're going to buy them, just buy them. Like, if you're going to, don't wait for a price drop. The likely chance of this ever getting a price drop is little to none. Uh, they announced Disney Magical World 2. So this is the closest thing we're getting to Kingdom Hearts. And it looks like dog shit. But then I found that and I read into it. Yeah, this was originally a 3DS game. And that explains so much because the models in this game look awful. Mm-hmm. They look just bad. They look like PS2 g- models right now. And it just really looks bad. Uh, you know what's funny, Marcos? You know what? They announced the uh, Star Wars The no- Knights Old Republic remake. Yeah. Well, the Switch is getting the original. Yeah. And it comes out on November 11th. I, I so. don't think the remake is going to be a, an exclusive to just one console, though. Uh, it's never been confirmed that it's an exclusive, but I highly doubt it's going to come on Switch. Yeah, yeah, I doubt it as well. I don't think it's going to be one of those so. things that's going to be like the Switch can handle. Yeah, no. well, speaking about games the, the Switch can't handle, uh, the next game that they talked about was Dying Light 2. Uh, I was surprised. I was like, there's no way in hell that they weren't gonna they were gonna get Dying Light 2 running the Switch, and I was right. Yeah, so unfortunately, though, Dying Light 2 Stay Human is coming to the Switch, but unfortunately, though, it is a cloud version. So oh. for those who don't know what that means, uh, Capcom started this trend with Resident Evil 7 coming to Nintendo Switch was that you buy the game and you're not buying a download copy. You're not buying a physical cartridge that plays off the system itself. You're pl- paying access to play the game on Techland servers over to your Nintendo Switch. Uh I thought that was really fucking lame, but hey, at least they're releasing the first Dying Light game on the Switch natively, so that's kind of neat, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. They talked a little bit more about, you know, man, I got to love, like, Square Enix and their RPG name titles. Like, you know, we had Project Octo. Mm -hmm. Now that became Octopath Traveler. Now we got Triangle Strategy. You know, I can't wait for they release a first-person shooter called Shoot Gun. (laughs) Um, I can't wait... (laughs) I can't wait for Square Enix to finally release a fighting game called Punch Kick. Um, you know, I, I, I just love their fucking names. And I can't wait for this game to finally come out. It's going to be like Triangle RPG Strategy Game. Like, I I love the name. I just fucking love the name. Hey, man, it's going to be simple. So, dude. They're going to keep making this generic generic nonsense that, listen, if you ever played Kingdom Hearts 3, with, uh, it basically, it almost became like a movie because there was barely any difficulty in the game. I swear, Kingdom Hearts 4 is just going to be called movie, uh, a, a movie, yeah, basically a playable movie. It's a movie with a health bar. That's all it's going to be. Because honestly, Square Enix, I, I don't know what's happening now, dude. They're, 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 I mean, they're funny. They're, they're, they're really funny. Have you played? Have you ever played a Kingdom Hearts game on proud mode, though? Yeah, it's not that. Proud mode, level listen, 1, critical? Listen, listen. I will say this. Kingdom Hearts 2, proud mode, and critical mode, amazing amazing mm-hmm. that thing really just makes your butthole pucker kingdom hearts 3 i mean you you gotta turn off a lot of things to make it challenging one thing 100 percent you need to turn off if you're playing those modes is those attraction rights because those attraction rights come out way too often they they just it's it's the game's too easy the game is literally brain dead and honestly it's proud mode a critical mode i'm not impressed like at all it's not something that i'm like Dang, this is this is hard. It's it's not. 
I got tired of playing it because it didn't bring I, back the. I I just. Uh -huh. I just dropped it because I, I just didn't have enough time to play it, and I, I was getting kind of mm. bored by the. And I got to the frozen lane, and I was like, man, oh, I, I'm yeah. kind of petered out I'm on sorry this. To hear that, yeah, it's the. Worst I don't know. Game. Maybe I'll get back to it eventually when the, the PC version actually, you know, gets a discount on Epic Games. But I'm not gonna hold I my breath it over it because it did no? it. It's it got like a 10% discount, but man, I don't know. Like Epic really needs to just figure out a way to sell the com the complete collection for twenty dollars because. Man, it's a little too little too late to start selling these games at full price again. I'm sorry. Like, I get it. You ported these games over, but man, most of these most of the time when a game gets ported to PC later, they still charge it at a discount. So the fact that they're still selling each individual collection for full price is beyond ridiculous. Yeah. Like if they were to sell the entire collection for 60, maybe you have an argument. Maybe I would be a little bit more justifiable. But the fact that they are selling each individual collection at like full retail price and then later it, it, I don't know. I just think that that's a little too lame, man. Like, every other day, I could go pick up the entire game collection, plus Kingdom Hearts 3, plus all the DLC content for 20 bones. Yeah. Hey, man, that's it's too much of a hard sell, but whatever. Uh, let's see. Metroid Dread. Listen, man. Nintendo has proven my point that they absolutely do not want Metroid Dread to fail. Now, if you're a Metroid fan, and you still don't fucking buy this game, and you're wondering why Nintendo doesn't give a shit about these IPs... There's your excuse, because I don't think this game is going to flop. I don't think it's going to be a Star Fox Zero situation. We're still waiting for Metroid Prime 4 to come out when the Switch, uh, Switcheroo 2 comes out. You know, we'll figure that out. Mm -hmm. But Metroid Dread cannot fail, because this is going to be Nintendo saying, hey, we know you fuckers want this IP. We're going to give you a fantastic 2D Metroid game to hold you over until Metroid Prime 4 comes out but yes, years later. Yeah. So, yeah, um, now here's a little bit of something that you and uh, me and Marcos could talk about. So, Nintendo has finally added more content to their Nintendo Switch online service, uh, which I'm very, I'm excited for, but very hesitant. The good news is they finally have decided to add N64 games, and not only N64 games, but Sega Genesis games, which is pretty freaking right. cool. Now, unfortunately, though, there is a little problem why I have a little bit of an issue with that. You guys remember when Nintendo released this little thing called Super Mario 3D All-Stars, and they kind of, like, really debated the shit out of you, telling you, hey, man, you better buy this fucking collection, because uh, once once March rolls around, this fucking collection's gone. Mario dies. He's gonna die, dude. And uh, guess what game got announced for the N64 uh, collection added for the NSO service? Mario 64. So now it makes me wonder, well, shit, if they were going to port Mario 64 on the fucking Switch Online service, what stops them from just going to GameCube? Going all the way to don't Wii put, three don't, years later. Don't get your hopes up because the GameCube is one of the uh, one of the worst. Uh, like, it, it, like the Wii U relatively was better than than the actual gamecube because the gamecube they they did they, they basically bombed uh, obviously the ps2 True. the xbox well, i mean the, the gamecube did better than the wii u but yeah i get where you're coming from but i doubt that nintendo just doesn't acknowledge their gamecube franchise i mean their gamecube like games um it's just one of those eras where they're just like let let me not let me let's let's not do this anymore they only did the whole sunshine thing because they're able to sell the whole package um Honestly, it's it's just, uh, but when it comes to the honestly, it's still worth your money if all you care about is playing uh, Mario sixty four and nothing else because uh, you have to pay a subscription in order to pay to play the N sixty four and Sega Genesis titles. 
which is part of your membership thing, right? Well, that that's that's the thing, though. That's where I was going to get to the bad news. Nintendo has confirmed that there is going to be some pricing changes uh, because of the extra content, which really fucking bums me because I remember there was like an article that came out a couple years ago where like they were like, hey, they're going to add more consoles to the nso service it's going to be really fucking good and blah 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 and then they said no we're not going to add it and then there was like a rumor saying they're like oh if you do add it we're going to have to charge you extra and nintendo said that we're not going to add it and we do not have any plans for increasing the prices for the nso service and the fact that they've confirmed that yes we're adding this content plus there's going to be pricing differences you know they said that oh existing members can switch over but i'm assuming there's going to be an increase now I doubt that Nintendo's going to charge 60 bucks for this if they're not insane. Um, but yeah, this this, this kind of bums me out because now I'm kind of like teetering because it's like, you know, with NSO, even if it fucking sucked, it's $20 a year. Like it is, you know, and I'm, I'm a stickler. I'm an asshole about like paying for a subscription service when I don't feel like I need to pay for it, especially for simple things like basic online connectivity. I don't think you should be forced to pay for it, excluding like uh, specific cases like um, uh, MMOs like Final Fantasy 14 that has the extended free trial that allows you to play up to the award-winning expansion pack uh, Heavensward. So, you know, just saying, but my point is those that like services like Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus have always had problems with them because I feel like that you made the online free and then you added a, a cost to it for no fucking reason. And that's how I looked at NSO where it was like, okay, you did the same thing, but at least, you know, they're only charging $20. I don't agree with them taking my goddamn $20, but at least it was $20. You know what I'm saying? Like no harm, no foul. Right. Meanwhile, uh, fucking, uh, uh, uh scoring um sony and xbox is charging you 60 bucks a year where it's just like uh you know this is cool and all that's why i think like the original playstation 3 model was so much better you had free online but you also could pay for playstation plus if you want it i'll be like okay that's cool but when you take off a basic feature like online gaming and then you put it behind a paywall that's where i have a problem right I mean, at least Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo doesn't have much to do with its online services anyway. Like just recently, they were able, they just added the whole uh, Bluetooth thing to the to the actual system. But thank God. Honestly, it's not much of an upgrade to tell you the truth. And honestly, uh, there's now there's no voice chat capabilities for game chat. There's no. It's just like it's in even if there is, it's just it it takes an arm and a leg just to do all of it. And it's just not worth yeah, it. Yeah, I to this day I've never ever touched my phone for the NSO content. I've always just been like, all right, cool. I'm playing my Switch. I'm gonna boot up fucking Discord and get my friends on because fuck that. The shit. only way I would actually recommend any service for like subscription to play Nintendo online um, is to do a family plan. I'm currently the owner of a family plan, and it can hold up to eight people. And I have mm -hmm. like I have my limit on on the um, what do you call it? on the family plan um i think it's like 35 bucks um, a year and it comes out to like way cheaper way cheaper for everyone right like like even just having two people in the family plan it's much cheaper than just getting the membership just for one person but i have it cool so eight people right so it's a lot more worth how that's going to work with family plan if they even do the family plan on it i'm not too sure but i hope i'm sure they yeah, will. yeah i hope but i i I, okay, so let's put a bet right now. How much do you think the price increase is going to be for the additional content? I'm willing to bet an extra 10. Uh, yeah, somewhere between 10 and 15. Is a, I guess it's a safe guesstimate. 
So a total will be like thirty or forty five dollars. Something like that. Or thirty five. I just I'm more interested to see what they do with the family plan because that's obviously what I have. Yeah, they said that existing members will be able to switch over to uh, this bigger content, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Nintendo also announced that they are making an official Sega Genesis commercial. I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. neat. Nintendo is making a Sega Genesis commercial for the Nintendo system. Mm-hmm. What a time. Man, can you imagine like going back in the early 90s and telling someone that? Like, hey, man, years from now, so- Sega's going to go down. They're going to team up with Nintendo. And years later, Nintendo's going to make Sega controllers for their system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty It's the same nutty. thing like they, people saying, hey... Uh, Steve from Minecraft is going to be in Smash. It's the same thing. Like, pretty much. Like, No, it's not. Minecraft and Smash? Get out of here. Cloud is going to be in, in a Smash Brothers game mm-hmm. with Sephiroth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it looks like that the launch titles for the in Nintendo 64 online service is going to be Mario 64, uh, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Yoshi Story, Sin and Punishment, fuck yeah, um, Dr. Mario 64, Mario Tennis, Win Back, uh, Convert Ops, and Ocarina of Time. Uh, the Sega Genesis games at launch are going to be Castlevania Bloodlines. That's freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Yeah. Contra Hard Corpse. Yeah, fuck yeah. Dr. Robotnik Mean Bean Machine. That's such a good... Echo the Dolphin. Fucking garbage. Stupid. I Echo love that game. And the speed run on that? Fuck that game. Amazing, dude. Fuck that game. Why are you so mad, dude? Um... I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, Golden Axe. Love Golden Axe. Gunstar Heroes. Hell yeah. Musha. Uh, Fantasy Star 4. Rystar. We'll never forget our boy Rystar. Remember Sega? Remember Rystar? <laughs> Remember Rystar? I'm so glad they added it. Uh, Shining Force. Shinobi 3. Hell yeah. Sonic 2. Streets of Rage 2. And Strider. Funny. No Sonic 1. That's They have that's Sonic weird. 2. Uh, but not 1. But not Sonic 1. That's weird. So now we have, like, three different versions to play Sonic 2 on the Switch. Yeah, the Sega Ages version, the Genesis Collection version, and now we're going to get it for the Nintendo Switch Online service. Yeah. So they said that the future games later to be announced for it, Um, I don't have the list, but I know that the three games that got me really excited that are going to be coming to the N64 editions is going to be Majora's Mask. Fuck yeah. Um, they're also going to add Paper Mario. So this is going to be the first time a good Paper Mario game is coming to a modern Nintendo uh, platform. Because honestly, though, I am so sick and tired of hearing like people say that like, oh, Paper Mario Color Splash was really good. And he's like, no, it really isn't. You're just like you're lowering your expectations for every Paper Mario game after a thousand year door mm-hmm. to the point where like anything that's even remotely decent is suddenly really good. And it's like. If you put a, if you ask these people like straight up, like, look, between Color Splash, Origami King, and A Thousand Year Door, which would you rather fucking play? You know, that's true. So it makes me happy that Paper Mario N sixty four is also coming to the Switch. That's pretty freaking cool. And not only that though, Banjo is coming home. He's coming to a Nintendo system. Mm-hmm. It's so cool, dude. Um. So happy. I still remember when Sakurai was telling people, like, Banjo-Kazooie is being added to Smash Brothers. If you want to play his game, you can play it now on Xbox One. And I just yeah. thought, like, man, that is so fucking cathartic. I love it's it. Because they own Rare, dude. Yeah, but that's so fucked up, you know? I mean, eh, I guess. Like, I, I guess that's true, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'm just glad. I'm definitely looking forward to play Banjo on my on my Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch. Um 
speaking about old games getting re-released, uh, Castlevania, Castlevania Advance Collection. Yeah. Uh, four games are coming to the Switch. So basically, it's all the GBA Castlevania games plus Dracula X, which is a shit port of Castlevania Rondo of Blood. Um, so that's pretty neat. I always like Castlevania uh, Harmony of Dissonance because I always like Juste Belmont's design. But uh, I think that's pretty cool. I don't think a lot of people talk about the uh, advanced Castlevania games. Generally speaking, when people talk about like the Castlevania portable games, they always talk about the DS titles. You know, Dawn of Sorrow, um, Order of Ecclesia, and uh, oh my god, which one is the? Uh, it's not. Wait, it's n- not Dawn of Sorrow. Uh, oh my god, what is the Castlevania games on the DS? There's Order of Ecclesia. Let me see DS games. Uh, there we go. See, not down to sorrow. Portrait of Ruin. There we go. That one. That, that one's pretty good too. But yeah, Order of Ecclesia is pretty cool. I like Chanel. She's always been one of my favorite Castlevania characters. Um, another classic game that's getting a new fresh coat of paint is fucking Act Razor, a fucking Super Nintendo launch title game. This game is so freaking cool. You play as not only as God, but you play as a warrior sent by God himself to defeat monsters and shit. It is so cool. I was so excited and happy to see that they're bringing back the Act Razor. And the fact that it dropped on the day of the direct is so fucking nutty to me. That's crazy. But, uh,. Yeah, so they say so now Actraiser, Delta Rune Chapter 2 just recently came out and it dropped on Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool. And now the ship posting. So, uh, Miyamoto, the legend himself, comes on onto the direct and he says that they have announced the casting roles for um, all the uh, characters for, for the new Mario movie that's coming out in December in holiday 2022. Our, <laughs> our fucking character for Mario is Chris pratt of all people from guardians of the galaxy all i can imagine he's like looking at him getting that role and he's like man i'm really glad i did guardians of the galaxy really paved the way for my success into becoming fucking mario in the movie one day so that's pretty cool uh let's see what else uh anna uh, anya taylor joy for peach charlie day is fucking luigi from sunny from sunny always sunny in philadelphia that came out of nowhere and then my boy jack black is Bowser, dude. Can you imagine a Tenacious D but with Bowser? Mm-hmm. That's going to be awesome. Rock. Yeah. Seth Rogen. <laughs> uh, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. And all I'm going to say is, dude, Donkey Kong is going to be a pot-smoking uh, um, Rastafarian with his boy Diddy. That's going to be fucking crazy to me, dude. Uh, let's see who else they added. Uh, Charles Marnet isn't going to be Mario. No, uh, but he's going to... But he is the voice of all, of a of role. all the plumbers, yeah. though. Like, like he does the voices of all the plumbers in the Mario series as a whole. So yeah, Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi. Yeah, so we're gonna see what that means because if if they're just keeping it hidden, I mean, if Wario and Waluigi are there, then honestly, that's all that matters because I'm going to bet that he's gonna be a narrator. Maybe that's what I'm betting yeah, on. Probably. Um, but here's the thing, though. I've been noticing this trend on Twitter lately. A lot of people, you know, there's a group of people that are just, like, laughing their asses off. Like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Ha, 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 ha. They got Chris Pratt. But a lot of people, and I do mean this, a lot of people are really pissed off with this casting. And from what I can understand, at first I was a little bit confused. I was like, man, these people sound like they just don't want to have any fun about it. But the reason was is that, okay, so a little bit of context. Uh, you've seen Aladdin by Disney, right? The original? Not really. You never seen Aladdin? What is that? Some sort of like taboo that I don't watch Disney stuff? Oh, okay. No, I'm just. Not, but you don't know anything know about, about it. About it, I just never watched it. Like in its okay, entirety, right. I just 
know about it. Okay, generally. okay. Well, you basically know what my, my, it doesn't matter. The point is, though, is that you know that Robin Williams play as Genie, right? The late yeah. great Robin yeah, yeah. Williams uh, plays Genie. So here's the thing. Um, I looked into this. It turns out that Robin Williams agreed to do the role as Genie for Aladdin for Disney, but he made a thing towards Disney where he said, okay, I'll do the role, but here's the thing, though. You cannot use my name and presence as a way to promote the film, essentially, because he predicted essentially this problem where a lot of Hollywood studios wouldn't hire, like, talented voice actors. They would hire talented actors, like, you know, Mm on-screen films to do voice acting, and I've always hated this fucking trend. Like, I never understood, even as a kid, like, why the fuck do I need to care about ex-A-list actor being the voice of Spike from the fucking Rugrats when Vin Diesel was, um... No, no, no. It wasn't... Who who played Spike on, on the, the Rugrats movie? Uh, Spike... Rugrats. I think Vin Diesel was Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, wait, hold up. Gone while voice actor... It was Bruce Willis. There he goes. Bruce Willis uh, doing the voice of Spike the dog from the Rugrats Go Wild movie. And it just felt kind of weird because, like, they were doing this interview. Like, oh, how was it like doing the role? Like, how'd you get into it? And blah, 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 blah. And he's just, like, doesn't know how to give an answer. He's just like, I just show up and do the script. You know what I'm saying? And that's essentially what Robin Williams was, was pointing out. That he's like, he doesn't want, like, animated film studios to not hire talented voice actors and just hire, like, a bunch of A and B list actors to do the voice acting when they're not really good at it. Like, they're really good being on camera, but they're not really good at, you know, voice acting, part, yeah, essentially, yeah. right? Yeah, there's just some that are just awful at doing it. So, I see why some people are just, like, kind of are really mad at it. They think that, like, this is kind of lame. But I'm going to look at this and be like, fuck it. I'm here for the shits and giggles. If the movie does well, good. If it fucking flops, I'm still going to get a laugh out of it, right. you know? So, yeah. Uh, speeding th- things too along. They announced uh, more content for Splatoon 3. They brought back my girls, Callie Murray, which makes me really happy. Uh, looks kind of cool. Let's see. Um, anything else? All right. Here we go. The last bombshell that was announced uh, for for uh the nintendo direct we finally got our girl bayonetta back she is fucking fine she's perfect she's precious. basically the reason why it fu- was the whole direct was rated uh rated pending to mature pretty much and uh it makes me so fucking happy we were losing a shit i love the act uh, my favorite thing about that though was when they <laughs> they give you like that fake out where they thought they were gonna make an astral chain 2 but then it turns out it was just Bayonetta coming in. And, dude, I am excited. And the fact that we finally got a release here because, man, people seem to forget why, like, we made fun of those articles saying that, like, Bayonetta 3 development is coming along fine. Bayonetta 3 is coming right. along fine. It's like, dude, you announced it. You didn't show Bayonetta at right. all. And you just said it's coming along just fine. And exactly what happened with Metroid Prime 4, they announced it. They didn't give a release date. They didn't give anything about it. They just said it's, it's happening. happening yeah. And... You know, we people are just kind of worried. Like, man, when the fuck is Bayonetta 3 coming out? And we finally got a release here, and it makes me so fucking happy. I'm so glad that we're finally getting Bayonetta 3. I just got to get around to playing the first two games. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are going to hate for that. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like, I already bought Bayonetta 1 on PC when that dropped, and then later I bought it again when I got Bayonetta 2 because it came with a free copy of Bayonetta 1. So I got to get around to playing those games again. But, hey, at least I have, you know, a year to look forward to, mm-hmm. so... Finally, we're seeing our baby girl Bayonetta back. I am excited. This direct was hyped as shit. A lot of cool things to look forward to. Um, I guess for my opinions on the whole direct, I wasn't too 
excited for it. Um, I thought, well, I guess from the top down, much like how you did it, um, I found it funny that Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak DLC was called Sunbreak, whereas Monster Hunter World was called Iceborne. So I guess they're making fun, like, I guess they're using that trope of, like, opposite of ice, I guess. Uh, it's the heat. So it looks interesting. Monster Hunter's never really been a game that I would play all of that often either. Um, but yeah, the only really things I got super excited for was obviously uh, Mario Party Superstar because when we covered that in our podcast, um, in what do you call it, uh, back when the last Nintendo Direct, I was looking forward to it because I was big into Mario Party, and hopefully this did this game did better than Mar- uh, Mario Party Top 100, which is the Top 100 mini games, uh, which sort of did okay. It wasn't too like a uh, it wasn't too exciting for like it was a lot of mixed opinions but honestly it doesn't have that much replayability as most mario party games so hopefully having a fresh coat of paint on, on, on basically the n64 maps and games uh mini games would would do a lot so i'm looking forward to that um when it comes to just everything else honestly hyrule warriors eh, i didn't care too much about it disco um what was it disco elysium, elysium. i didn't care too much about it uh voice of cards i didn't care uh i did find funny about the chocobo gp because obviously in the final fantasy universe especially with the final fantasy 15 um chocobo was all about the chocobo meme was all around especially to the point where even one of your characters uh one of your party members they kept getting uh they were they kept getting mocked at because their his hair looked like a chocobo uh yada 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 so like the Mm -hmm. whole meme is finally becoming its own game, and I love it. One of the one of the few twinks of the group, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when it comes to Kirby, um, Kirby, I don't think has ever had a bad game. Uh, if if you like, uh, debatable. it is debatable. I it mean, is debatable. They're harmless at right, best. Harmless. Yeah, like at worst. But I like, mean. it's it's yeah. Like you can't. It's not like I can't think of like a legitimately bad Kirby right. game. At best, it might put me to sleep. Right. But like you know, Star Allies wasn't bad, but it was kind of like. Eh, the game came out a little too early. They added content later on. But, you know, look, I've always told people my favorite Kirby game has always been Air Ride. Right. And it's only because of the Lost City right. stage. Like, that's it. It's like, it's that is the apex of Kirby basically for me. saying it's neutral is not bad. It's just that. It, it's, right. It's harmless it's at best. Basically, at worst, right. I mean. So, um, like, honestly, like. But yeah, Forgotten Land looks pretty cool though. I think that like the different perspective looks hella cool. Right, and though. we did get like a release date on that as well. Um, Animal Crossing has never been something I've been interested in, but it's getting its own direct. My villagers think I'm dead in that right. game. They probably think I died in my house. Oh, I have not touched my island in Basically. months. Uh, I will say though that uh, when it comes to Mario games, they do sports games rather well, and especially this golf. If they're not a cash grab, uh, they're. Uh, it, some of them have been garbage. Yeah, Some yeah, of them have they, been fucking garbage. Right. We haven't gotten anything as good as Mario Strikers, in my opinion. That's true. But Strikers was its own. <laughs> like, its own. Like, bag of worms. Mad Max fucking game. God, that game was so violent. Did you ever hear about the one that they wanted to do a uh, a volleyball game, but mixed with fucking uh, <laughs> wrestling moves? So the only... No, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that, but I will say, though, that the... It never it got canceled essentially, but I just but you find the animations you see like Mario like doing a DDT on fucking Yoshi and like power bombing his bitch the ass. The only thing that Mario has as a standalone Mario game and that involves volleyball that isn't Mario and Sonic the Olympic Games is in Mario Party Four. There is a mini game option with volleyball where all you could do is play against computers. I think you could play against other like other people like like obviously in the same console right, but it's. It like 
fighting against computers is like really difficult but like yeah either way um mario tennis ace tennis whatever it's called super violent game super like crazy game um and a this what's this game called again the golf tour world tour mario golf heard nothing but great games super rush mario golf super yeah, yeah. Rush. yeah great stuff about it so that's really it um the only other thing obviously metroid dread we get to see more gameplay of it looks interesting um are you gonna get it probably maybe not at the beginning but probably yeah um okay. the whole new membership subscription thing only to play more like new games honestly unless well new quotations yeah, new like on a new platform i guess i i don't know like i definitely get it if they use the original n64 for a uh, version for mario for mario 64 which i doubt they're probably gonna use the the patch doubt version. highly yeah. doubt but um one thing that did came good out of it was the if you do plan on getting it you could buy a n64 and a sega genesis controller that goes along with it so i'm very interested in how the end i'm gonna save you the trouble buy the n64 controller assuming that it has good quality right. because there's a lot of clone n64 controllers that are fucking garbage but do not spend the $40 in the Sega Genesis controller. There are way right. better affordable controllers right now on Amazon that is readily available right. to you that works on Bluetooth and it works on your Switch and it works on other devices right now. Save the $40 for the N64 controller. Do not buy the Nintendo one. I highly doubt it's going to be anywhere as good as any of the other uh, Genesis uh, clone controllers. The same reason why I didn't buy the Genki controller that came out for... Um the switch because they're only double a's they don't allow wireless uh like they don't have any of their own batteries that you can charge via usb c cable connected to your switch so like i didn't buy it for that reason so hopefully it's not the same I, you know what that's a good point maybe if nintendo made like a wireless gamecube controller but it plugs into wireless usb c because to be honest though, there's companies that do make their own gamecube controllers but they're really bad and clunky and they don't look as good and they don't feel as good um, but I, to be honest, though, I never really cared about the fact that it wasn't wireless because it's like, I'm going to play Smash Brothers with this. They won't let you use wireless controllers anyways. Yeah. So other than that, the game roster, uh, honestly, much like with the Wii, uh, had its own virtual store and they had the, um, Smash N64 Smash, right? The, the original Smash. I, I, mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to put Smash 64 on, um, on this new, uh, like this new console, like the, like retro console thing. But for the switch, but one can hope. One can hope. But like, yeah, when it comes. But we just want melee, damn. Yeah, it. I, I don't think that, especially with the whole they won't. free melee thing. Like, yeah, uh, Nintendo wants Fuck to separate no. itself from melee. Honestly, N Nintendo. Wait, Nintendo releasing a competent product that doesn't force their fans to make their own because that's what fans mm -hmm. do. I don't think fans come together and be like, you know what? Let's just make a better melee to really hurt at Nintendo's pockets. What the fuck, Nintendo? No, your fans are doing it because they want to play melee. On a more accessible platform, and you can't provide it, so people are gonna do what people do. Right. And one thing, and since we're talking about melee, um, I've been looking forward for Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl. It's going to be. It's Nickelodeon's already brought, like, has already done, uh, games like that, platform fighters. But this game has been heavily influenced, especially by competitive Smash. You have fucking wave dashing. wave dashing. Outer Toastman is gonna have wave squatting, which is only one thing that um. The spaces, and by spaces I mean Fox and Falco have with um with their shines. Mm -hmm. So it, it's going to be highly competitive, highly competitive, and it's coming out October fifth. Oh, but what's that? Sakurai is going to announce the last character the same day for Smash. As it comes honestly, out. <laughs> I feel like that was just a dig at very petty I, move. Yeah, obviously let's give him the benefit of the doubt. It probably wasn't. However, one can only make you know one can 
it was all coincidental. Right. And what I mean, Nintendo's done it before. They did something similar like that for uh, Rivals of Aether, where they announced the character at the like the day right before the game was coming out for Switch. Right. So I will say the only thing that would really convince me to say like Nintendo only did this to be petty is if they announced the last Smash character and they release it that day, the fifth. Mm, yeah, that'd be pretty fucking. That funny. would really affect um, their sales and whatnot because like yikes. Because Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl looks like one of those games that's really going to be big in the competitive scene. Because, obviously, the uh, all the public Discord messages that we saw from the devs uh, have been super positive on the competitive and casual scene. So, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. But And for anybody out there who says, like, oh, I don't think the game's going to have a competitive league. Listen, let me tell you guys something. In the inner circles of the fighting game community, there's this extra layer of hell, right? There's a Super Nintendo Sailor Moon fighting game. And he's like the worst, most unbalanced dog shit fighter I've ever played in my life. People to this day still play that game competitively. It is a clusterfuck of problems. What's that? You block the move. You block the super. Well, guess what? Now it does double the damage than if you unblocked it. I'm not fucking with you. If you block a super, you get taken more damage through chip damage than if you were just to take it purely without blocking. Yeah, it is a f- clusterfuck, but people play because they just love how shitposty it is. <laughs> but yeah, when it comes to the Nintendo Direct, obviously, um, following from the from the event, anything else? That, no, uh, not much. But uh, just my opinion on it as a whole. But following following the Nintendo, I mean Nintendo, the Sony uh, showcase. Honestly, the showcase was a showstopper. Everything about it was amazing, uh, except for like maybe like one or two games where you're like, eh, that's cool. Nah, I, I think this direct was way cooler. This direct, way I way. Don't, I, yes, like I have to disagree. I, then again, before anybody says it, yes, it is completely subjective. For every hundred people that lost their shit for the E3 presentation for Smash Brothers when they announced all the characters, listen, that's all I fucking needed for that presentation. I want to see everybody come back for Smash Brothers Ultimate, and they delivered. But for those who did not give a fuck about Smash Brothers, and you told me, you know what, that's cool that you enjoyed it, but for someone who doesn't play Smash Brothers and didn't give a fuck about it, hey man. That's totally justifiable. I cannot get mad at you for those reasons. Yeah, I guess it's just wrap up at that point. It's just more things of value were announced in the um, Sony uh, Sony's showcase. A lot of new games, a lot of upcoming games, like uh, gameplay wise, like a lot of great more things were announced than in this Nintendo Direct. Um, but other than that, honestly, uh, it was it was an okay direct. It, it could have gone better, but uh, then again, it's I, I have a I'm biased hey, against Nintendo, anyways. That yeah, that's true. I mean, that's why like I hate like when people say, "Oh, Microsoft won E3, Sony won E3, Nintendo won E3." Look, if you're a fucking fanboy, Nintendo Microsoft could drop their pants, take a shit on the stage, and then you still get fans who clap their hands and be like, "There you go, only Microsoft could do something so brave. It was a showstopper." Like he just took a deuce on stage. I know, isn't that Apple great? fanboys be like? like- <laughs> Yeah, like, that's the point. Like, that's why you can't argue with people like, who won the presentation? Like, who gives yeah, a shit, you know? That's true. But, uh, yeah, this direct was super hyped. I'm super excited. A lot of cool shit I got to look forward to in March and definitely got a lot of cool things to look forward to next mm-hmm. year. But, uh, yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap, actually. Holy shit. We went on for an hour and a half. Um, so with that and everything said, uh, Marcus, do you have any quick things you want to say before we go? Um, No, just... Uh... This is a good time, I guess, for like news being hyped for like upcoming games, upcoming products, upcoming everything. So it, it's it's a nice time to be um, alive, I guess. So anything that'll help you right. get through the day, knowing that hey, I'm gonna be playing this game in the future. Go right ahead, man. I'm looking forward to these games coming out. 
hopefully they come out great without any issues. One can only be optimistic. Yeah, hopefully Bayonetta 3 does not get a delay, because holy shit, after that reveal, True. man, the hype yeah. is through the roof. But yeah, I, I, I'm going to wrap it up there, guys. Uh, thank you so much for watching or listening to the DKM Podcast. If you haven't yet, make sure you follow us on Twitter. And also, you, if you want to join our Discord server, we have a Discord server that I have for you guys to join our part of our little community. Um, we're trying to make it grow over time. Um, if you haven't yet, also, you could make sure you can listen to us on YouTube. Watch, uh, I mean, watch us on YouTube. Listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere where there's streaming services. We're going to try our best to get Apple Podcasts to let us in. You know, hopefully after we should talk on Apple for a while, they'll still <laughs> let us in. But you know what? I think I, I think if I if I put my cock on the table, I think they'll listen to to my oh, argument. Yeah, you know, they'll point and laugh at me like, "Damn, that's pathetic." Yeah, your podcast is going to be on our show, uh, on our on our service. We'll put it in the top for you, you pathetic <laughs> loser. But um. But yeah, I'm, we're going to go ahead and wrap, guys. Stay safe. Thank you so much for listening, and take care.